0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. U.S. Coast Guard crews from Air Station Sitka were busy over the weekend, performing two separate medevac rescues. On Friday night, a helicopter crew medevaced a man from a container ship around 150 miles southwest of Sitka. According to a Coast Guard press release, the 45-year-old crew member of the ship was experiencing health complications. Rescuers brought him back to Sitka, and awaiting medical personnel took him to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center for further treatment. On Saturday night, a Sitka crew hoisted a passenger on a cruise ship in the Lynn Canal, about 30 miles northwest of Juneau. The 73-year-old passenger on the cruise ship Zeider Dam was experiencing medical complications. The helicopter team transported the patient to an awaiting private air crew in Juneau for further transport. The Sitka Health Summit has pinpointed two goals for 2023 aimed at caring for some of the youngest and oldest Sitkins. The Health Summit is a community coalition that meets once a year to brainstorm two initiatives focused on community wellness. Doug Osborne is a facilitator for the summit. Speaking during KCAW's live morning show, he said the first goal the group selected was improving local elder services and facilities.
1: And when you think about COVID, that's certainly a population in our town that was very affected and has had a lot of challenges in the pandemic. And so the idea was to bring people together and say, what can we do, you know, respecting elders is a traditional uh, tribal value. And so that goes back 10,000 years here. And what can we do to kind of show that?
0: The second goal of the Health Summit is to create sustainable and affordable childcare in Sitka.
1: The child care system in Sitka, as many places in the country, is in crisis, and this affects families. This affects the people that work there. There is a lot of issues. It's complicated, and the exciting thing is is that there's communities that have taken this issue. There's a lot of good ideas, and there's a lot of potential to revamp
0: Last year's goals spurred a community recreation project and expanded the Sitka Homeless Coalition's long-planned initiative to build a shelter or other housing in Sitka. Plans for a tiny cabin community are now making headway.
1: A lot of progress has happened there, and that's still going. This is kind of a critical time. They're turning in an application on the 3rd to Alaska Mental Health Trust for a proposal for the land. And so the more community support they can show in their proposal, the more of a chance that they're able to get the land they need to build on. It's a, a big parcel up on Jarvis Street. and They want to build cabins that would be warm, dry, safe places.
0: Kickoff events for each of the new Health Summit goals are scheduled for October. You can find more information on how to get involved on our website at kcaw.org. As water levels receded Sunday, residents in the Bering Strait region began taking stock of the damage done by the strongest fall storm to hit western Alaska in 50 years. Sea berms were destroyed, homes were flooded or knocked off their foundations, and drinking water sources were contaminated. Officials say Alaskans looking to support storm relief efforts should donate money to a few key organizations. Brian Fisher is the director of Alaska's Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. He says, at least for now, monetary donations are what's needed most. At this time, we don't need stuff and
2: things. Um, We will work on that. And when we have specific requests, we will share that with the public to make sure we're all helping our neighbors. But at this point, the most important thing to do would be to support those organizations.
0: Those include the Red Cross of Alaska, the Salvation Army's Alaska Division, and the Alaska Community Foundation. Alaskans can donate to the Red Cross online and select your local chapter to make sure the donation stays in the state. The Alaska Community Foundation has also set up a Western Alaska Disaster Recovery Fund with 100% of donations going directly to rebuilding efforts. The World Central Kitchen is also accepting financial donations. They've already sent a plane load of supplies to the region. More information is available on our website, kcaw.org. State transportation officials have taken a small step toward building a new ferry terminal at the end of Juno's Road. It's intended to shorten travel times and improve service between Juno, Haynes, Skagway, and the road system. KTOO's Jeremy Shea reports.
2: Federal officials approved a wide-ranging amendment earlier this month to the Statewide Transportation Infrastructure Program, or STIP, Among the dozens of new projects in the list is a call for $30 million for the new ferry terminal, but on no specific timeline. Projects that make the list aren't guaranteed federal funding, but it is one avenue that can lead to it. A Federal Highway Administration spokesperson says that the Cascade Point project is only illustrative at this point and is not yet eligible for funding. Goldbelt Incorporated, Juno's urban native corporation, owns the undeveloped land at Cascade Point. By sea, it's about 23 miles closer to Haines and Skagway and Juno's existing ferry terminal at Auk Bay. Gold Belt and the Alaska Department of Transportation and Public Facilities signed an agreement in 2021 to work together on the new ferry terminal idea.
1: We've been working together to try to come to an agreement to um, develop that area. Um, we're still still in, in a process of establishing feasibility um, trying to establish that funding mechanism and who's doing what.
2: Rob Carpenter is the state's deputy transportation commissioner.
1: In this particular case, we have a, a potential vision of of a long-term lease with Cascade Point where uh, the Global Belt Corporation would build it and we would lease it to them in some kind of uh, long-term period.
2: The shorter ferry route is expected to reduce the system's operating expenses, slash fares, and shorten travel time. That's even after factoring in the extra driving time. It also means crew could complete a full circuit between Juneau, Skagway, and Haines without running afoul of a Coast Guard rule that limits work shifts to 12 hours. The concept for the new ferry terminal is Spartan and would not replace the terminal at Auk Bay. It calls for an unstaffed day-use facility with off-the-grid support infrastructure, pit toilets, storage tanks for drinking water and to take sewage from ferries, and an electricity generator on site. Gold Belt CEO McHugh-Pierre says improving this link will have wider ripple effects on the average shareholder and Juno as a whole. That we could
1: have lower cost of transportation, which would provide lower cost of goods, which would then lead to lower cost of services and lower cost of living in Juno. not to mention fresher produce, you know, better products and just overall better quality of life.
2: Additional facilities at the site could improve Gold Belt's shuttle service for Kensington mine workers. The new ferry terminal concept has its skeptics and critics. Aaron Brakel is with the Southeast Alaska Conservation Council, which prizes the surrounding Burners Bay for its wildlife and pristine beauty.
1: The Cascade Point is a terrible project for Juneau. Uh, it's bad for Haines. it's bad for Skagway.
2: He says it will be a logistical nightmare getting people to and from the end of the road, though so Goldbelt says it will offer bus service. Brakel says additional marine traffic in the area could also threaten herring runs in Burners Bay. However, Brakel says he's very supportive of the ferry system's interest in building an electric ferry. Earlier this year, the state applied for a federal grant seeking $46 million to build one that would work for short routes, specifically running between Haines and Skagway, Homer and Seldovia, or Ketchikan and Metlakatla. Brakel says if an electric ferry regularly ran between Haynes and Skagway, then a ferry from Juneau wouldn't need to go to both communities in one day.
1: And it would really... Solve this this Juno to Northland Canal day run issue in a much better way. Rock mm-hmm. Beta ain't perfect. You know, no, um, no other turnaround needed. That's a really good solution, in my view.
2: Even if the ferry terminal doesn't happen, Cascade Point and other land around Echo Cove are flagged in Juno's long term land use plan for development eventually, with a mix of residential, recreational, and water related uses. Historically, Juneau's local officials have supported development efforts there. In 1998, the Juneau Assembly supported extending the road to Cascade Point. And in 2013, the mayor attended a ribbon-cutting for the new section of road. In Juneau, I'm Jeremy Shea.
0: This year in Sitka, two candidates are on the ballot vying for three open school board seats, and so far no third candidate has emerged. There are also no contested seats on Juneau's school board, but with just two weeks to go before the local election, Will Muldoon says it's not too late to run. Muldoon launched a write in campaign around this time last year, and he won. It was the first time a write in candidate had won any Juneau election in almost 30 years. Muldoon works as a data analyst for the state of Alaska. He doesn't have candidates. but he is passionate about civic engagement. He serves on six boards and commissions for the city and the state. The school board takes the most time and energy though.
1: The general time commitment I was probably loosely aware of, but the one thing I really didn't fully consider was just how much of your life it takes over.
0: There are meetings, of course, but there's also homework between the meetings and the hours each week reading emailed feedback and public testimony. Muldoon says people often ask him if he enjoys serving on the school board.
1: Enjoy is never the word I, I'm, I'm going to use in my top five adjectives. Um, I, I think the work's valid. I think it's important. It's also impactful to me on an individual level.
0: It's tough work, emotionally, but he's still enthusiastic about recommending people run for local office, even at the 11th hour, and even if it means losing. Muldoon ran for school board twice before last year, the first time when he was 18 years old.
1: You know, I lost twice before I, I won, and, and I tend to just be a born loser that I, I don't mind losing. You know, it, it's, that, it's okay to lose. It's okay to make mistakes, because that is what really helps us get better.
0: Juno's election is by mail again this year, and ballots have already hit most people's mailboxes. But, just like in Sitka, voters have until 8 p.m. on October 4th to cast their votes. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.